0: RPC Radio Radio.
1: Hello, you're listening to Insurance Covered Welcome to the podcast that covers anything and everything to do with insurance Coming up in this episode
0: Today Bermuda is and remains and I, I think will be for all time The world's largest provider of property catastrophe Coverage and services in the world that human capital and expertise that has built up across Bermuda for these three decades is truly unmatched anywhere in the world.
1: My name is Peter Mansfield. I'm a partner of the law firm RPC and in each episode I'm joined by a guests and we discuss an aspect of the wonderful world of insurance. And this week we have Stephen Weinstein and we are going to discuss the Bermuda insurance market. Stephen started out as a New York lawyer, swapped his city suit for Bermudan shorts in 2002 when he became Chief Legal Officer at Renaissance Re. Alongside his day job Stephen was also from 2011 to 2018 a Director of the Florida Chamber of Commerce and from 2014 to 2020 he was the Chair of the Extreme Events Committee of the Reinsurance Association of America. He has also been a member of the Climate Wise Insurance Advisory Council and he still sits on both the President's Advisory Council of the National Wildlife Federation and the Bermuda Institute of Ocean Sciences, where he is Chair of the Board of Trustees. Since 2016, however, Stephen has also been Chair of the Bermuda Business Development Agency, which is what we're going to discuss today. So Stephen, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: That, I have to say, was the longest introduction of any episode of the podcast so far. And I didn't even mention your work with Renaissance Risk Sciences Foundation, the Bermuda COVID-19 Economic Advisory Committee, or the Astre Institute. So, I mean, how did this journey begin for you? How did you end up in insurance?
0: Thank you so much for that. You know, for a law firm-sponsored podcast, I'm happy to share some of the sorted of details of my journey and how it ended me here. Because it begins with a private equity financing round in my second assignment out of law school in the near immediate aftermath of Hurricane Andrew, a uh, very large and badly modeled and unanticipatedly significant event for financial markets and insurance companies across the United States. A wave of capital formation came to support insurers, support the communities they serve, and stand up new reinsurance communities, uh, companies. In the end, all of those companies ended in Bermuda with similar strategies to try to provide new coverages, new solutions for hurricanes, floods, and strong winds. But I looked at the second round offering memorandum for a company that wanted to bring scientific acumen, new approaches to writing liability risk to use big data, to use scientifically sound modeling and to use the types of asset optimization techniques that had started to really uh, uh, separate winners for losers on the asset side onto liability portfolios. And I thought that's really neat. Uh, That company was Renaissance Re, we successfully got their second round done and my firm and myself moved over from the private equity syndicate to the company. And somehow irrevocably that decision took me to join Renaissance Re and move to Bermuda in 2002, and I'm very glad that it did.
1: Well, let's start with Bermuda itself, because uh, in preparation for this podcast, I, I looked up Bermuda on a map, and it is nowhere near where I was expecting it to be. So I, I was expecting it to be a bit closer to, to the Caribbean, uh, but it's, it's all on its own in the Atlantic, isn't it? Kind of miles north of the Caribbean, on the same latitude as, as South Carolina um, to the west, or on this side of the pond, sort of Marrakesh, Morocco in North Africa. So. Give us a little introduction to Bermuda itself.
0: No, thank you for sharing that. For those of us who've lived and worked and supported Bermuda for all these years, and we say Bermuda punches above its weight, plays a disproportionate role on the global stage. But we are, at the end of the day, a small town, a 70,000-person island in the middle of the Atlantic. So Bermuda is at the north end of the Bermuda Triangle, which is a thing. There is some veracity to the tales which have given rise to the legend. It's the second most isolated island group in the world about 700 miles due east of the Carolinas, as you know. In Bermuda's unique geological position, Bermuda sits on the top of a seamount arising from a, a geological crack between two plates, a volcanic mountain uh, that has eroded over time. It, we're not on the coasts. It means that Bermuda is the best place in the world to study the world's oceans because we're out in the deep ocean. It played a unique role in maritime history and historically Bermuda military strategy And today it plays an extremely unique role in supporting global financial solutions with scientifically supported, robust products and coverages. uh, And that geographic, that splendid isolation, in some ways mirrors the culture that runs through our four decades of conservation legacy, but our approach to being a good partner on the world stage to so many of the world's communities.
1: And uh, my understanding is it's it's an archipelago of about 181 islands, according to Wikipedia, um, but with a total area of about 50, just over 50 square kilometres, which for, for UK listeners is uh, about a seventh the size of the Isle of Wight um, and is about 60% of the size of the Isle of Sheppey. Um, and I can assure you that there are, there are far fewer tourists who go to the Isle of Sheppey than who come to Bermuda. But for more global listeners, it's about the same size as Manhattan Island, isn't It's is that, a sort, of, is that a sort of size. So, yeah, so it is it is tiny. And as you say, it, it punches well, well, well above its weight. And anyone who's interested in Bermuda's history should go on to Wikipedia because it is a fascinating history, isn't it? The way it's sort of, uh, you know, discovery in, in the 1500s, how it was involved in the, the English Civil War, the American Civil War and, and War of Independence. Yeah, fantastic history. So well worth reading up about. But before we kind of uh, talk about the development of the insurance market um, in Bermuda, Could you tell us a little bit about the the Bermuda Business Development Agency?
0: I'm delighted. It's a real privilege to serve as the current chair of the BDA. I've been a trustee and a director for many years, and uh, it's been a privilege to do so. The BDA, the Bermuda Business Development Agency, is a joint venture, as it were, between the government, the public sector, and the private sector. We have funding from both sources and play a unique role straddling the perspectives of both our government and our partners in the private sector. From an American perspective, we're kind of like a chamber of commerce, but kind of not. The mission of the BDA is to promote and support Bermuda's sustainable, equitable prosperity. We principally do that by inviting people, companies, jobs, capital to invest in Bermuda, to operate in Bermuda, to bring their expertise and solutions from Bermuda. We play a role in public policy, trying to work with our partners across the spectrum to promote initiatives and reforms that will enhance our economic development journey most recently, we've been very engaged, for example, in climate, but it's a great organization populated by 50 to 20 great people at any point in time. We're very thrilled and supportive of our current CEO and really appreciative of the stakeholders that support us with, with checks, but most importantly, with their own energy, their sweat equity, their vision, their power, and their commitment to Bermuda and collectively the communities we serve. Everything that Bermuda, you've, you're right about our size. So, just uh, uh, a nation that size, a community that size has achieved what we've achieved exclusively through collaboration and partnerships. That culture is very important across Bermuda and it's resident within the BDA as well.
1: Uh, that, that phrase you use, sweat equity, never heard that before, but that's a great phrase. Um, I'll, I'll use that. Let's start with an overview of the insurance market in Bermuda as it stands today. Just give us an overview of, of where Bermuda stands within the global insurance market today.
0: In some respects, Bermuda's insurance journey begins in the 1950s, midway through the century, where Bermudians invent what we tend to call the captive structure. Uh, And that theme has been a through line across time that what Bermuda has brought to the world has been innovation and new solutions. Across those early decades, Bermuda had significant dominant market share in the captive product, which was invented in Bermuda. It played its next most important role in the 80s with the US liability crisis. Uh, back in the United States, cars used to explode, pajamas would catch and fire, baby cribs were not entirely safe. And the insurance sector was confronted with underestimated liabilities as a result uh, big losses. And leaders across the industry, leaders from the investment community, leaders in Bermuda came together to promote effectively captives, but supercharged captives, to help address and perhaps even, dare I say it, solve that mid-80s casualty liability crisis. In 1992, as I've already mentioned, Hurricane Andrew hit Florida. Prior to Andrew, if you were taking the U.S. exam to become a chartered property casualty underwriter, it's a multiple choice question. One of the questions was, what is the possible maximal loss to the industry? And the answer was $2 billion. Hurricane Andrew was a mid-$20 billion loss to the sector. So off by a factor of 10. And that set off a wave of bankruptcies, impairments, crisis. And uh, young Steve Weinstein and my cohorts in New York and London and our our partners stood up a new wave of companies to help address and solve that crisis. And the companies weren't just providing capacity, they were providing new risk understanding, the spirit of innovation and solutions and value add, which began with captives and carried through to this day. Today, Bermuda is and remains, and I, I think will be for all time, the world's largest provider of property catastrophe, coverage and services in the world that human capital and expertise that has built up across Bermuda for these three decades is truly unmatched anywhere in the world. And there's robust competition and expertise in great companies anywhere, but that dominant position in catastrophe exposed reinsurance is gonna be Bermuda's bread and butter from time to come. What we call convergence, the bringing together of capital markets and reinsurance techniques was pioneered and remains dominant in Bermuda. The so-called ILS space, insurance linked securities, Almost entirely that market is in Bermuda, bringing again new innovation, not just to traditional markets like Florida or Japan or Mexico that benefit from the unique product attributes of that sector, but other regions that are underserved where claims data, and historical property data are not so strong. The Bermuda ILS market is rising to meet that challenge with partners to provide new solutions. So from that journey from captives to cat exposed reinsurance to the complete solution toolkit is what Bermuda looks like from reinsurance. And now we're beginning our journey into broader fields of climate finance. But uh, one thing that will be consistent, Bermuda will be a great place to do business and a good partner to the people we do business with.
1: There are a couple of technical terms that you used in that, which I'd be grateful if you could unpack. I'm intending to do episodes respectively on captives, the history of captives, what they are, whatever, and ILS as well. But could you very briefly just summarize what a captive is, first of all, and then what an ILS is?
0: I'm delighted to do so. In its simplest form, the earliest conception, a captive is a risk management vehicle for one party. Hence that jargon, it's the captive of the original seeding partner. You are Rolls-Royce and you are uh, operating facilities and operations and complex procedures around the world. By pulling your own risks internally in an insurance structure, there are a range of benefits to manage that risk better to access the reinsurance markets to produce better data. From those single entity captives, the market has innovated over time. And there are multiple party captives, captives linked to specific perils, for example, hurricanes. And it's uh, remains a bright spot for Bermuda. ILS is our jargon for, as I said, for insurance linked securities. And it's kind of exactly what it stands for. What goes out in the market is another security, typically a bond, short term or medium term, most frequently linked to an underlying insurance risk. Uh, There are some similarities to captors. Many of the effectively the issuers of ILS products are large aggregators of underlying risk, frequently large U.S. or United Kingdom insurance companies, but also countries, jurisdictions, counties, cities, and states, uh, infrastructure boards. I'm very proud, for example, of a product that was launched in Bermuda, a storm surge bond, which provided coverage when storm surge into the subway station of a major metropolitan area exceeded agreed upon thresholds. What's nice about ILS is that spirit of creativity and innovation that has marked Bermuda from its earliest days is uh, flowing through that entire product class. We at the BDA think it will continue to grow, it will grow elsewhere, but Bermuda I think will remain the capital for ILS innovation for for the foreseeable future.
1: Excellent, I'll I'll come back to that in a future episode and kind of go into that in a lot more detail. Uh, Going back to the 1950s, and it was Fred Rice, is that how you pronounce his surname, Fred Rice, who sort of brought the captives to Bermuda? What was it that attracted him to Bermuda in the first place?
0: You are exactly right. Uh, Fred Rice was an American accountant who came to Bermuda for uh, what I forget, and I I should disclose to your listeners, uh, his son is one of my closest and most dear friends. And I've said at times there should be a statue of Fred Rice on Front Street in Bermuda because his insight, his innovation leap forward was so intrinsic, not only to the ongoing captive sector in Bermuda, but it's been the foundation for all our success for now 75 years. Fred partnered with many others, including another dear friend, Brian Hall, who was a, a Bermudian broker who began his career at AIG. AIG's predecessors had already set up shop in Bermuda prior to their AIG days, technically speaking. But that in hindsight, true vision always seems obvious. Uh, But it takes a visionary to pull the curtain back and actually do it. And in this case, it was Fred Rice. And at some point, you can have on Jonathan and ask if he knows how his father, uh, what that spark of inspiration, what the apple falling on Newton was in his case. But we should all be grateful (laughs) that he did have that spark.
1: Exactly. But I mean, presumably, Bermuda is is a a British, I mean, what's the technical term? Overseas territory. Overseas territory. Sorry, I I should know that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Bermuda is entirely independently self-governing. And indeed, as the longest uh, uh, continuously-running elected democracy in the Western Hemisphere, Bermuda's parliament has its roots back to the very first decades of the 17th century. So local law, including our commercial law, is established by our parliament with consultative and regulatory processes that will be familiar to your listeners. At the end of the day, and this was important in the 50s, and indeed even in the 90s, we have a robust court system for things you'd expect locally, but particularly also for this market. Permita doesn't try to be all things to all people and for all markets, but excels in the things it chooses to do. Our appellate system is the UK appellate system. So after you have your once fair and robust hearing here in the local system, if necessary, the parties can avail themselves of the UK appellate, the privy court infrastructure. To some degree, our justice system will look to ongoing developments in UK law. In our space, the reinsurance space, there's not a lot of that. The Bermuda market tends to keep its promises and pay its claims. So for my own friends from law school and my my fellow colleagues from the New York legal market or litigators have not found me as valuable contact as they would have hoped, because there are far fewer disputes than you would expect. The default rate in the third-party Bermuda insurance reinsurance market from inception is zero. Not verging on zero, not very low. It's literally zero. Every valid or adjudicated claim in the Bermuda market, in the third-party market, has been paid, which beats any other product class that we can point to. It really is a track record to be proud of. And if you're a litigator looking for more work, I I suppose a bit of a disappointment.
1: It is a huge disappointment, very let down by that. And talk about the taxation and the regulatory framework at the moment. How are the insurers regulated in, in Bermuda?
0: One of the reasons why that wave of post-Andrew capital formation came to Bermuda, there, there were several. It's an ideal location. We've talked about where it is. It's between New York and the UK. The time zone works perfectly for a full day of interaction. Bermuda's tourism infrastructure at that time was robust and splendid. So the physical premise of what one could do here, because these are physical companies with large economic substance doing business in and from Bermuda. And because of that legacy of captives, Bermuda had in the 90s. A reasonably robust insurance and reinsurance regulatory infrastructure. From there, collectively, the Bermuda government and our independent regulator has built, in my opinion, the most effective and sophisticated regulatory apparatus for sophisticated B2B risks in the world. Taken all together, Bermuda is, without a doubt, in my view, the best platform in the world to capitalize, operate, and domicile global B2B financial services businesses. And B2B is business to business. That's a way to describe reinsurance, it's a way to describe ILS, it's a way to describe captive insurance. It's also a way to describe the new emerging sector of climate finance. As I said, we don't try to be all things to all people. The UK, Canada, the US states have very effective consumer protection regulation regimes. Bermuda specializes in very sophisticated risk adjusted adequacy oversight. It's nimble when it should be, prudent when it has to be, which is all the time. Our culture of keeping our promises is one reason why the default rate in Bermuda is literally zero, but the sophisticated and prudent oversight from the BMA, the Bermuda Monetary Authority, is another. For those looking to innovate and get new solutions, new products to markets quickly, with the embrace of a regulator that people will appreciate, investors, counterparties, policyholders, is bringing robust, sophisticated oversight, Bermuda's platform is second to none.
1: And and it's been stupendously successful, hasn't it? So, I mean, I was just looking at some stats and I don't know whether these are up to date, so you may, may need to correct me, but I was reading that uh, 36% of global reinsurance market um, based on PNC net premiums is in Bermuda. It includes 14 of the world's top 50 reinsurers um, and supplies 40% of UK broker place property catastrophe reinsurance. So, I mean, it, uh, astonishing statistics for um, uh, an island which is kind of you know, 60% the size of the Isle of Sheppey. Quite staggering. So what opportunities do you envision? You, you already mentioned uh, a couple of times about climate risk finance capital. What does that mean? And how is insurance going to fit into climate risk capital going ahead?
0: So thank you for all, for that data as well. And the theme I hear across that is how consistent it is for the Bermuda market, individual Bermuda companies, and Bermuda thought leaders to lean into the most challenging problems that their partners, clients, and customers face. I'm not sure people want to run into burning fires, but they're very prepared in Bermuda to run into the smoke <laughs> uh, and help you with your biggest problems in some way that's productive for all parties, the providers of capital, the providers of the risk, the intermediaries who help produce and, and, and diminish it. And that collaboration culture and, a, and embrace of thorny challenges. I think is where all of our traditional sectors are going. It also characterizes the new vertical we're hoping to build, the climate risk finance vertical. Traditionally, Bermuda, and you've touched upon some of the key ways we've done it, i have helped our partners close the traditional natural disaster insurance protection gap. Now we can play the same role in what I call the adjacent vertical, climate risk, and collaborate with parties the world over to help close the climate risk protection gap. I think we're all aware of the significant challenges we face as a as citizens of this planet, of citizens of our communities, as investors, as executives, as workers, from the clearly accelerating risks from climate. Uh, we'll need innovation with technology, with public policy approaches. We'll also need new financing approaches to help people sustain, adapt to, and transition from these risks. There will be success in innovation and in new formation and inspiration the world over. Bermuda is going to play a disproportionate role in the world stage, in respect of that, I'm sure because of our culture, because of the human capital that's built up for three decades. It's a small place, but Bermuda has more golf holes per capital than any country in the world, more churches per capita than any country in the world. And this is true, more actuaries per capita than any country in the world.
1: I'm sorry about that, Steve.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, uh, delightful and fun and uh, uh, will beat you at poker. But uh, by sticking to our knitting and building upon our strength, we can step up and help people move into this The flip side of our most important challenges is that they represent our most exciting set of investment and business opportunities, and uh, I'm sure Bermuda, when the dust settles as it were in a few years, will have outperformed some of our peers and will be playing a very important role in climate finance. And I suspect
1: that sort of uh, the the climate crisis is an important thing for you as well, because I mentioned at the outset that you're involved in the National Wildlife Federation and the Institute of Ocean Studies. I appreciate that it may not be directly related to insurance, but I'm on a purely personal level, I'm fascinated to know what those organisations involve and, and what your involvement with them is.
0: I've been thrilled to be a supporter and a member and an advisor to the National Wildlife Federation for many years. And we are thrilled that the CEO of the National Wildlife Federation will be speaking at our May 24 climate conference in Bermuda And uh, he's been a great friend and a partner to our sector. National Wildlife Federation is the largest U.S. environmental group in a, a, a confederation of state federations, very famous in the United States for their work in conservation, their Ranger Rick publication, their media outreach, and their balanced approach to public policy. There are environmentalists and conservationists within the federation, but also people who hunt fish and ranch. That ability to bridge gaps and bring people together to collectively protect our shared legacy and heritage is what set National Wildlife Federation apart. And with their resourcing, their ability to employ and deploy really cutting edge scientists in respect of climate and play a, an important, honest broker role in respect of particularly U.S. public policy. So they're There's lots to love and support about National Wildlife Federation, and they played a very important role with uh, important U.S. insurance reforms. With a strange bedfellows coalition that ranged from other environmental groups characterized, and I think it's fair to say led by NWF, but insurance interests and small government groups and groups that are interested in U.S. tax policy, we were able to enact very significant, meaningful reform of the U.S. federal flood insurance program a few years ago. And National Wildlife was a a key part of that. They've been a key part of economically useful, scientifically sound, and fiscally prudent reforms at the state level that relate to insurance. And it's just fun to be around them. The Bermuda Institute of Ocean Sciences is, is a great organization, exactly what it sounds like, and world class, and older than Bermuda's insurance and reinsurance markets. When we came here, BIOS was already here. It was founded more than 100 years ago by American scientists and academics to put Put a pin on the map of Bermuda, which is the best place in the world to study the world's oceans, and begin taking, for example, ocean measurements. BIOS is the legacy and custodian of one of the most important continuous sets of climate-related data measurements in the world, the Bermuda Atlantic Time Series. In my mental map, and I'm not sure if this is accurate at all, but I have a vision of uh, these American scientists setting off in Cedar Bermuda sailing sloops 120 years ago and throwing thermometers over the side. Today, our state-of-the-art research vessel routinely continues to take an entire portfolio of increasingly sophisticated ocean measurements. But the range of research and education going at BIOS is truly impressive and truly world-class, and it's a, a thrill to chair BIOS and get more exposed to their work and be a champion for their, their activities.
1: Brilliant. And when you are talking about Hurricane Andrew earlier on, moving back to the insurance world, you, you talked about the fact that the modelling was inaccurate to the extent of, you know, 10 times out. Is Bermuda involved in the process of getting more and more accurate modeling as well for, for natural catastrophes?
0: Absolutely. And I'll try to tie two threads together here. Certain of the companies that established in Bermuda after Hurricane Andrew wanted to tackle this risk and support their partners with better science. Many of them invested in their own in-house modeling capabilities. Many of them subscribed to and helped fund pioneers in the modeling space and the third party vendor space very early adapters of that. And over time, that mix of approaches remains the case in Bermuda. uh, The meaning employee of several of these Bermuda companies is a hurricane forecaster. And it's not necessarily true of all of them, but it remains a real characteristic of the market here. That when you fly to Bermuda and you visit your reinsurance partners, not only can they stare at your numbers with you, but they can share real insights into the scientific nature of your meteorological exposures. BIOS played an important role in those early days. The Bermuda Reinsurers were early adopters of these breakthrough views of climate risk modeling. BIOS has recently announced a very exciting new phase of its journey, a merger with the American University, the Arizona State University, a large, innovative, tech-embracing, and rapidly growing uh, organization based in Arizona but with worldwide goals. One of the things I'm excited about, I'm excited for the new opportunities for education for Bermudians. I'm excited for the Career paths we offer our world-class faculty as a result of the merger. I'm also really excited to serve as a bridge between the Bermuda and broader insurance and reinsurance market with the extraordinarily extensive set of research going on at ASU. BIOS continues to be your first port of call for new ocean science understanding, but if you want to learn about pandemic or cyber or satellites or the digital economy, there's really exciting going on at ASU and through BIOS. Through we believe we can play a role connecting the market to that. And that will be part of the Silicon Valley for climate finance. But I think we are standing up in Bermuda over time.
1: I suppose as a sort of a final wrap up question, um, how do you see the next decade or so going for Bermuda?
0: I can't tell you exactly what has happened. So I appreciate you asking me to look back from a decade. We will look back a decade out and celebrate that with partners and friends and clients and customers, and investors the world over. Bermuda's reinsurance and ILS and captive markets have gone from success to more success, Uh, expanding their product offerings, expanding their global reach. I can guarantee safely that over 10 years, there'll be more significant insurance events. And I think it's safe to predict that Bermuda's legacy of paying all of its claims on time and exceeding expectations will continue. We'll also be staring at our new vertical in climate finance adjacent to complementary with reinsurance helping communities the world over reduce and address the climate risk protection gap. I think those companies will be diverse. We're gonna need an all hands on deck to bridge some of these climate challenges. The specific strategies that do that will not be copycats or cookie cutter with each other. That means we'll have an interesting new diversity of job opportunities in Bermuda for Bermudians, for veterans of the market, and for people that join us that move here to share their expertise and passion with us. And in 10 years out, Bermuda will be just as beautiful as it is today. And as equally a marvelous place to visit, and uh, join us soon and see for yourself. We have an insurance event March fourteen to sixteen. Our next climate event is May twenty four. But it's always a good time to visit Bermuda, and I hope your listeners do.
1: I'm sure they will do. I'm sure. I'm sure many of them have already been to Bermuda, but I'm sure many others will, will come over if, if only because of your 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 sales technique, Steve. It's uh, it's brilliant.
0: <laughs> well, as we say, hashtag no filter. The sands truly are pink. The water is really our turquoise. The roofs are white, the weather's typically beautiful, and it's, it's a one-stop hop from London. Uh, please do come and see us.
1: Brilliant. And final, final question. Uh, wh- what bit of advice would you give to someone who's thinking about becoming involved in the world of insurance, other than come to Bermuda?
0: <laughs> well, there are two things. The insurance is one of the largest and uh, most successful and most continuous industries in the world. Uh, So much of it pioneered in the UK, which will always remain a global capital of insurance. Careers in insurance are rewarding and fun. Our our community is warm and welcoming. I'd urge you to look at it. There are a splendid array of organizations in the UK that help young people get started in insurance. And uh, many of us fall into it, but we're generally happy that we did. And likewise, reinsurance, I tell people outside of Bermuda, where high school kids know that actuary is a rock star job. People tend to fall accidentally to reinsurance. It's the most interesting business that nearly no one's ever heard of, but it's more diverse than you think because we cover this at times daunting, at times very exciting global portfolio of known and unknown and unanticipated risks. The need for skills and expertise and innovation is always paramount in reinsurance. So uh, give us a look. I think you'd like what you find.
1: Steve, that was absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. I'm personally booking my tickets and I'll be with you in a week's time. So uh, I hope there's a job available for me somewhere. And uh, thank you so much for your time.
0: RPC Radio. Radio.
1: Thank you so much for listening to Insurance Covered. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe. And please rate, review and share it. It really does help. Please also listen to another of our podcasts, Taxing Matters, which is hosted by my brilliant colleague, Alice Kemp. Insurance Covered is an RPC production made possible by Joe Burgess and Mary Mitchell. If you want to be a guest on Insurance Covered, please email me at peter.mansfield at rpc.co.uk. Thank you and I hope you have a lovely day.